welcome to the Be The Light Crown Edition podcast. I'm Hannah Frey, your host and pageant queen extraordinaire. Fun fact, while most people are resistant to change, I'm excited by it. So this podcast is designed to allow me to be the light for others. By sharing my experiences across countless topics where I demolished my fears, prejudice, expectation, and rebuilt brick by brick. My hope is I can encourage you to seek knowledge, implement change, and above all, trust in God. So let's get to it. It's time for some you time. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back to Be The Light Crown Edition podcast. We are in our travel mini series, which is super exciting. And we're going to record mini series number two out of four. So we're going to go ahead and dive in today's topic, which is traveling with kids. I think everyone knew this was probably going to be a topic that I felt a little, you know, like I was able to talk to, uh, give some expertise on. I certainly have I feel like I've gone above and beyond my goals in terms of traveling with kids, and we've accomplished that in some unique ways, and definitely didn't start, you know, my my journey into parenthood with this expectation that I would either fear traveling initially and then evolve into this stance where I'm actually advocating for it. So, as always, we kind of start off with giving a little bit of backstory, and today I have three travel tips for you as it relates to traveling with kids. We'll talk about that resource at the end, and as always, end in prayer. So this should be kind of a quick one, and let's go ahead and dive in. So my experiences. If you've been around for a while, y'all know that after my first child, I definitely experienced severe postpartum anxiety, maybe a little bit of postpartum depression. And some of that definitely stemmed from that loss of autonomy, that loss of the ability to travel to anything, even if it was just to go to the winery for the weekend, because that's what I wanted to do. And that that ability to really just own my own life story, and now having to really build that completely around another human being. And I wanted to do those things, but I still grieved like the loss of that autonomy. Okay. And I feel like it's a very normal story that I hear time and time again from my mom friends. And if you knew me before as well, like as you heard, I've traveled the world like I've, I've we had we had just gotten back from Iceland whenever we got pregnant. And so guys, I was just really grieving, like, oh, what am I going to do? This is so much harder, okay? And so I definitely built up a lot of anxiety around traveling with children, and I decided to let it fuel me. I decided to let myself prove myself wrong. My expectations for traveling were already in the gutter. Ever it was just, he was a hard baby, right? And before we had had him, we had already planned for that next anniversary, because if you've been around, you know that we travel internationally every other year for our wedding anniversary, which by the way, um, but when this launches, we'll have just celebrated eight years. So that's really exciting. So happy anniversary, babe. <laughs> and so we had already planned this trip for August of, I guess it would have been 2019 to go to Canada. We had said we're going to get, we got our passports or we'd already had them, made sure they were up to date. We had planned to just drive. We were in Indiana at the time. So it wasn't terribly far just to kind of go through Michigan and maybe break it up a bit and go see Niagara Falls. And I had never been, wanted to go, thought that that's something we could handle with a three month old. And of course, once he arrived, I thought, I've made a mistake. This is going to be terrible, right? So my expectations were super low. I remember, I still remember the the, the, the heart palpitations that I felt and the anxiety with traveling in a car that long with the, with the baby, you know, are we going to be able to have fun eating out at restaurants, doing spontaneous things, okay? And that was really the crash course for the rest of my life and how I've treated traveling with kids. And yes, that experience is different, whether you have a brand new baby, which by the way, that would be a lot easier. 
So if you're going to travel at all, do it in the first eight, eight weeks, a hundred percent. Once you're, you know, you're, you're cleared to travel. Uh, and then it gets easier again when they turn like four. So <laughs> there's a few years in there where we just have to make some repercussions. Okay. So, um, just want to make sure. Yeah. So we, we took Everett with us to Canada, to Niagara Falls and, you know, we, we did the sightseeing. We did, yes, get him a passport. Um, that in and of itself was traumatizing because we're going to the Walgreens. They're having us lay him on like the hard, hard countertop and they're like, well, his head needs to be straight on. And like his head doesn't go straight on because he's a baby and it was hurting him. And so like, I literally had to put my fingers on both sides of his head as gently as I could so that they could like snap the photo. And literally she had to, she had to crop my hands out. And so in his passport photo, I should try to find it. I'll try to post it on my stories for y'all. He's crying, screaming by the way. And then there's like these little divots around his temple where they had to Photoshop my fingers out. And I just, I think it's hysterical. Uh, by the way, you can be crying in your passport photo when you're a baby. Or he was really grimacing. It was kind of a, so I uh, hope you, hope you enjoy that rendition. So I'll, I'll try to find the photo. So I digress. That was kind of the experience. We did have a good time. Again, my expectations were super low. And so anything and everything that we got to do that was super fun. Those naps that we weren't planned that we got out, you know, while we were out and about were, were all wonderful. We split up the driving, you know, he did really great in the car. Um, there were of course lots of crying and hard moments, but it really set the stage for how I treat traveling with kids. And that's what we're going to talk about. Okay. First tip I have for you. I'm gonna give you some tough love. Get over yourself a bit. Okay. I hear time and time again, poor me, I can't do these things anymore. And guess what? I was one of them. So like, I'm talking to myself here, but I'm also talking to you. Yes, it is going to be hard and it's going to be worth it. It's not an or or a but. Yes, it's going to be hard and there are going to be good moments and you are going to be fun and it's going to look differently than if you were single or by yourself and without kids. All of those things can be true. Okay, I'm just here to say it. And there will come a time where you will get to do those things again. There will come a time where your kids are old enough to where they can one, watch each other when they're younger. Two, you can get a sitter, right? I mean, Skylar and I are going to Costa Rica for a full week next year. Mom's coming into town, right? She's gonna watch him. Those moments will come again, but it doesn't mean that your life has to stop if this is something that you enjoy. And I would also challenge you that traveling with kids builds character for them. It exposes them to things. And those are memories that are irreplaceable. And some of the best memories of my childhood is all of the fun, you know, things that we did on family vacations and traveling and whatnot. So just do yourself and your family a favor and consider it, get over yourself, but do that by setting proper expectations. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example of that, right? So we actually went to Biloxi, Mississippi, for Everett's fourth birthday. Okay, so Kellen is a little less than two. We had Everett. We're going to take the camper, which we'll do a whole separate podcast episode on the camper. So don't you worry. We took the camper down. It was like a six, seven hour drive. Okay, still a long car ride. Okay, we did it all in one day. Our plans were get in some time at the beach, the amount of time to be determined, avoid everyone getting sunburned, and try to aim for one other fun activity for the day, whether that's the boardwalk, whether that was going bowling next door, that was it. We, we didn't over scrutinize the trip. We didn't over plan. We didn't worry too much about naps. I was like, you know, it'd be great if Kellen would nap on the beach. Did he nap on the beach? Absolutely not. Not one friggin' time. Okay. 
that was my plan though. That's what I had hoped would happen. I brought, I brought the tent. I brought the sound machine. I brought all of these things. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that, that can totally work. No. So guess what? My two-year-old skipped his nap and then fell asleep in the car ride back to the camper. And then I think one time he actually woke up when I transferred him and then that was super fun. And then we just went without a nap for that day. And it's okay. It is one day. It is one nap. We went to bed early that night and everything was fine. Did they wake up early the next day? Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, it's vacation. I want to say they woke up at like 5 a.m. And I was tired. But you know what? It's okay. It's one day. You've got to find the joy in those little things. And so that is 110% my challenge and my charter to you. Okay? All right, next. Prep, prep, prep your toolbox. Don't be naive though. I'm telling you to get over yourself and then you do, but then you go into these situations without a little bit of prep work. I'm for the scheduling and all of that. Sure. Leave it at the door. I'm not saying during the hard times, not have some things in your toolbox. Okay. That's okay. And maybe they don't work or maybe you don't need them, but have them in your toolbox. All right. So some things that really work well for my kids, novelty and things for survival. So when I say novelty, I mean like snacks that they never usually get or that are presented in a fun new way so we actually bought it looks like kind of like a tackle box it's this clear container um, I'll try to link it for y'all and it's got these I think it's like 32 small little squares we call it our snack snackle box I think it literally is a snackle box and so it's just a little bit of you know each kind of like fun little snack and you would not believe how much I entertained those kids, okay? Because it was new, it was fun. And some of it was snacks they've had before, but the way that it was presented was novelty, okay? New toys that they don't get to play with. In the camper, we actually have separate toys. And so, yes, I have them grab like their top favorite toy from the house, especially one if I know that's gonna like keep them occupied, okay? Then I let them bring that. But otherwise, we've got separate books, we've got separate toys, we have separate movies, okay? that are specific to the camper. And so then when we're traveling, they get to play with things they haven't seen in a while. Maybe that's a good opportunity to give them a new toy or a new book. Um, Try to stay away from things that are gonna require your close supervision, okay? So we're not talking about Play-Doh, okay? Water coloring, like fine. So get water on something, it'll dry, whatever. Like that's totally fine. Uh, Something else I'll try to link is there's these awesome suction fidget spinners the absolute best. We also make signs for the camper. And so as we're driving, we try to get like the truckers to honk. Okay. And that's a super fun experience. And then yes, we do have, uh, my kids don't have tablets or phones right now, but we do have the, the camper has movies. And so we do allow uh, that. And so that kind of moves into like the survival piece. Do I usually allow my kids to watch TV for four hours a day? No, absolutely not. Am I going to allow such behavior on a seven hour road trip? A hundred percent. Guys, it's one day and maybe another day on the way back and it's going to be okay. They are going to turn out just fine. Sure, give their little eyes a break. Have them stop, get a snack, do a potty break, try another activity and try to break it up so also that it doesn't become like boring to them. Like my youngest does not care about TV and so that trick doesn't even work on him to be honest. Maybe it will when he gets a bit older. but we're talking about survival. So another fun thing is I, you, you guys know, I don't do dyes. I don't do like crappy snacks. This is the time we break out the crappy snacks, okay? Whether it's the ring pop, although those can be a little bit messy, so just be careful, or like the giant lollipops you see in the grocery store. They're like the big, you know, and then they're rainbow. I have been known to bribe my children with those 
at least once or twice. Okay, we're, we're human. So focus on novelty and then survival and you will get through it to your final destination. Okay. All right. So the third tip is be flexible and pick your most to do's. Okay. Your, your top must do's. And so again, this is just my, my wish for you is that you kind of grasp that initial concept of like getting over yourself and setting proper expectations and then move into, okay, how can we build this schedule, but not call it a schedule that's flexible and that's only filled with our top things that we have to do. So for example, when we went to Biloxi, right? And that's like one of our most recent trips. So it's kind of top of mind. I knew that there was a day we got there early, but it was like too late to go to the beach or it wasn't the best day for the beach. And we wanted to do like the full beach day on the next day. Uh, I want to say it was Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, because we had an extra day. And so we were like, okay, well, we don't have really any plans for the day. There was like a park at the RV, you know, camp, which campsite, which was really awesome. But there was also the the Space Museum, okay, because we're, we're um, you know, in Biloxi and it's not far to the Space Museum. I'm going to say in, was, is it technically in Louisiana? No, I can't remember. Anyway, not far. Uh, definitely that direction. And so we were like, okay, we'll just, we'll get in the car and we'll go. And guess what? Our kids fell asleep in the car at 10 a.m. And I was like, great. I was hoping we would get there, wear them out, and do a later nap so that dad and I could nap and kind of restore ourselves and like it because we had just driven all day, right? We had to be flexible. And so those are just things that we, we, we're okay with. We're like, okay, it's only going to be a 45 minute nap to this place. Probably no more naps in the afternoon. So dad and I are going to be a little tired and maybe we'll just, you know, go into survival mode later this afternoon. Like it's going to be fine. Okay. So think about like, if there's one thing that you've gone to this place for, right? Like we went to Bluxy for the beach. So beach was on our top list. This uh, science museum or the, the space shuttle museum, was our second thing. And then it's kind of like a tiered approach from there. I'm like, this would be a nice to do if we get a chance to go see that lighthouse. Great. If we don't, I'm willing to let it go. And you can always go back, right? So have a loose agenda with optional flexibility, especially with naps, especially with eating. Um, a little bit harder for us as well, because you know, my oldest can't have dairy. And so eating out or eating quick on the road, going into a gas station to get snacks when everything's filled with gross additives and dye, it's a bit harder. So you do have to kind of plan accordingly, you know, have lots of snacks and food on you. That would be my number one thing. And then you'll be pleasantly surprised. Kids are super adaptable. And honestly, starting them out younger and doing these activities where you're traveling and you're kind of challenging, you know, their their, their norms, not saying you don't want to prep them ahead of time. Like, hey, we're going to go on vacation. Know that our rules are going to be different when we come back home our house rules are going to still be here when we get back. That's totally okay to do. I think it's great to be honest with them, but just give yourself a break and be flexible. Okay. So that's it for my top travel tips with kids. So a little bit of uh, self-love here, get over yourself, set proper expectations, prep, prep, prep your toolbox. Okay. With novelty and survival and be flexible and pick your must do's. All right. So I'm going to kind of compile all of this with, um, I mentioned my, like my top items, like the, the snackle box, the fidget toys. I'm sure there's more that are just like a must have for traveling. So I'll compile all of that into an Amazon wish list for y'all and share that resource for you. And we're going to go ahead and end in prayer. Dear God, thank you so much. I'm sitting here and reflecting on all of the amazing trips and travels and memories that I've just been able to, to form with my children. And I just pray that you continue to watch over us as we, you know, we walk, um, walk in faith and 
walk in, you know, exploring this world and everything that you've built and have to offer. And God, I pray that for those listening, that they will be inspired to also, you know, take in this world that you've created and do so safely and in, enrich our children's minds and encourage them and give those as opportunities to, to also um, honor and worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Thanks so much, everyone. And we will see you for part three.